You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. All right, 49ers fans, welcome to another episode of, man, the 7-0 49ers rush. I don't think I could get tired of just bringing that up. Uh, we got to keep talking about it because it's very, very special. The first time since 1990 that the 49ers have been 7-0. It is a great time to be a 49ers fan and you got to love all the attention that's finally starting to come the 49ers way which you could take it or leave it the national media stuff whatever but what we're going to be doing today is we're going to be breaking down the offense we are going to be going over new NFL ranks uh, for lots of different statistical categories top five bottom five players just on the offensive side uh, we've got a lot of stuff to get into updating our new Vegas lines going into the early game this is a busy week 49ers have a short week but so do our opponents. We're playing against our division rival, the Arizona Cardinals, which we're going to have a scouting report episode on Wednesday, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, we are still reflecting a little bit on breaking down the game the past week. So that is what we are going to be doing. And again, particularly on the offensive side, now if you have some questions, uh, please don't hesitate to throw those out there. But I want to spend some time just breaking down exactly what took place. And here's the thing. We're going to get into top five players and all that, but just listen to the offensive drives, okay? So I'm just going to recap the 15 offensive drives that we had start to finish, okay, to get started. This is the 49ers versus the Panthers offensive recap episode. Here we go. Opening drive, 11 plays, 75 yards, touchdown pass to Emmanuel Sanders. Um, great start. We go out. Interception on the very first play, stupid undercut pass, and then it's just like, oh, man, thought we were going to run away with this one. It was feeling really, really good. This is not. This is what we do. We make mistakes, right? How do we respond to that from an offensive side? Six plays, 75 yards, Tevin Coleman, huge touchdown run, two great plays by Kittle, and the t Kittle touchdown called back. So we've already scored three touchdowns. We only got credit for two. Uh, Kittle continues to get his touchdowns called back for some reason every single freaking game, it seems like. How do we respond after that? 
Touchdown pass to Tevin Coleman. Three plays, 27 yards. Then we punt. Um, now, it was a seven-play drive, but school got beat for a sack, and that kind of pushed us back, whatever, so we punted it. But even though it was a negative drive, we downed it inside their 10. Okay, so that's great. Sixth drive, touchdown run by Coleman. Four plays, 67 yards. That's a huge, huge drive right there. Um, seventh drive, uh, we just kind of ran two plays right before halftime. That's where Brita got hurt as well, which was kind of frustrating. But then it's halftime, so we had seven first-half drives. One of them was kind of negated by uh, just time, but one touchdown drive, two touchdown drives, three touchdown drives, four touchdown drives in the first half. You've got to be excited for that, 28 points, but we're not done. We come out halftime, doesn't go very well. We get a safety. Uh, a school gets beat on an inside move by Bruce Air, uh, Bruce Irving, one-on-one, two plays, negative two yards. That's a bummer. Then we come back and respond. Eight plays, 75 yards, Debo Samuel end around for a touchdown. Can't wait to see the coaching film on that. That comes out Tuesday. Uh, really excited to see uh, just how that all worked out from you know the all-22 perspective and how it adjusted with the safeties and corners and just all across the board. Kyle Shanahan special. Never even seen that play before, so that was pretty fun. Tenth drive, we go three and out. We punt, but even though it's a punt, um, our punter, Mitch Wisnowski, downs it inside the five, which is awesome. So uh, great job there. Eleventh drive, Tevin Coleman touchdown. Three plays, ten yards. That's after the Bosa interception. Then twelfth drive, field goal. Uh, three plays that was after that was after the Bosa. The previous one was after Sherman. Thirteenth, we punt. Fourteenth, touchdown run by Mostert. We can't stop him. One play, forty-one yards. That guy's just crazy. Then we nil it out. So, if you want a snapshot of just how great this offensive performance was as a whole, I think that the drive summary is the way to go. Now, if we step back just from this game. And we pay attention to what this offense has been able to put up all year round. Um, here's the great thing. Let's go through some NFL ranks. Again, there's 32 teams. Uh, how does the NFL, how does the 49ers offense compare to everybody else? It turns out amazingly well. <laughs> we have the third most points scored with 207. And consider a lot of the teams, the two teams ahead of us, they've already had a bye week. So if you look at points per game, it's going to be up there for sure. But 207 points scored. Yards, sixth in the NFL in total yards. Now, turnovers is a problem. If you, if you want to be the doom and gloom 49ers fan that's just like, man, why do we always keep turning the ball over, whatever, this is where you need to focus. So all my people that are just mad and you need to be pissed off at the world, here you go. We got something for you. See, the 49ers, not only are we going to beat everybody uh, that we've played so far out of seven games, we're we're going to allow our critics to have something to focus on, and that's turnovers. Uh, we have 12 total turnovers, uh, 12 interceptions, 5 fumbles lost, and so that's going to rank us 21st in the NFL. So for people saying, man, how do we improve? What do we need to work on? Or what's our flaw? It's this. And we saw it with the Jimmy Garoppolo interception on first down on an undercut route. This is something that needs to be addressed. Uh, if we keep moving, sixth most first downs. We are second fewest passing attempts in the league. Kyle Shanahan has proven how he wants to win. We want to run the ball. We have the most rushing attempts in the NFL. We want to be efficient at that. We have the second most yards, the most rushing touchdowns in the NFL. So what we want to do is limit the amount of passes we have, control the ball by running the ball, long sustained drives. 
um, which, man, it's pretty impressive the amount of third-down conversions Jimmy Garoppolo has managed. Um, and you bring in this guy, Emmanuel Sanders, that goes four catches, he gets three first downs and a touchdown, and pretty special stuff right there. Now, net yards per passing attempt, we are eighth. We're just not throwing the ball a lot. When we do throw the ball, very, very efficient. And just to hold these things in perspective a little bit, we are averaging 7.2 yards per pass attempt. We are only giving up 3.9 yards per passing attempt. Again, when we throw it 7.2 yards, even if it's not caught, that's just per attempt. When they throw it, 3.9. Huge advantage. First downs, we have 80 first downs. We've allowed 45. We're almost doubling up the opponent's on first downs. That's long drives. That's wearing their defense out. That's allowing our defense to rest. It's complementary football on both sides. They are all working together. Um, it's pretty special. <laughs> really, really special. And here's another thing. One of those hidden stats which, uh, stats which helps the offense out even more. We lead the NFL in average start uh, starting field position. We are starting get with the ball at the 35-yard 30, uh, line, um, whereas usually they're 27 yards. So here's what I'm going to say. We're not even great in giving them field position. We're bottom 10 in that one. But the fact that we lead the NFL, and this all has to do with special teams, and it has to do with defense. That's not an offensive stat necessarily because our defense is turning the ball over so much, so many three and outs, that we're starting the ball with a free first down. And then you add to the fact that we are one of the top teams for first downs in the league, it just continues to expand. And it gets a lot of stuff going. So you've got to be pretty pumped just about how things look for the 49ers on an offensive standpoint. Kyle Shanahan is Kyle Shanahan. He's the freaking man. The way in which he creates all these plays, which I'm really excited to do my breakdown this week, I think we're going to be able to tell a lot more stuff about this week than last week. The Washington game was ugh, yuck. It was awful. I hated watching that film. But this week is going to be a lot of fun, and I really want to see how he confuses Keekly because I think that's going to kind of be key. Now, uh, let's get to a couple questions just real quick from Casey. And first off, just want to say thanks for everybody that's tuning in. This is going to be a fun week. We've got an episode every day, so <laughs> hope you get used to me. Uh, do you think the 49ers will get a first-round bye? Man, we're still a little too early for that. Um, yes, I understand we have the best record in the NFC, and that is great. You want to see that continue. I, I, I think there's a strong possibility they can get a first-round bye. Now, all the Super Bowl talk and all, all that kind of stuff, I get it, and it should be there for a team that's 7-0. and However, there's a lot of teams that are pretty damn good in the NFC. Are we in that conversation? We sure as hell be. Uh, we sure as hell better be. I think eventually we can get there, but this stretch uh, down the road, it gets rough. Can we win every game? Yeah, it's it's actually a possibility with this defense and running game. But we still got Seattle twice. We still got to play the Packers. We still have to travel to Baltimore. We still have to travel to New Orleans. We still got to play the Rams again. So that's a playoff schedule. Um, you, you know, we're going to see what happens here, but that first Seattle game is going to be key. That Green Bay game is going to be key because, again, if you want that first round by, the two prominent players are the Green Bay Packers and the New Orleans Saints. We play them both. So you're going through a stretch where you're playing, you know, Russell Wilson twice, you're playing Aaron Rodgers, you're playing Lamar Jackson, and you're playing against Drew Brees. So we're going to see 
exactly how we're going to know what this team is. Can it continue to improve? Yes. Is it going to improve? I think it is, especially offensively, because we're getting a lot of guys back. But here's the thing. We're going to know before the playoffs start exactly who we are. And yes, we are a playoff team. And never in the history of the NFL has a team gone 7-0 and and not made the playoffs. We're going to be in the playoffs. Uh, but I want that first-round pick. And more importantly than the first-round uh, buy, sorry about that, um, is home field advantage because you don't want to travel to Lambeau uh, in the winter, and you sure as hell, I'd rather go to Lambeau Field and play green, at Green Bay than going down to the Saints. You do not want to travel to the Superdome um, in an NFC championship or divisional round playoff game. You don't want to do that. We're going to travel to the Saints on December 8th, but you do not want to go. I'd rather play in Lambeau. Um, that place is crazy. I've been to a game there. It's bananas. It's just a different environment. Um, so uh, take that for what you want, but it's what it is. Uh, any updates on Staley, McGlinchey, Juice? Um, yeah, so a couple different things that we've got going forward, and I'll say this. With it being a short week, you've got to kind of be careful of all of the practice reports that are coming out because everybody's going to come off as limited. Okay, because you don't want to hit. You're not hitting this week, which you don't usually hit anyway, but you're scaling back two different days of practice, and you're just trying to get your players better. So a couple different uh, updates from the 49ers. First off, Marquise Goodwin was back with the team and is expected to practice this week. He should be playing the personal issue that took place, and uh, just wish him and his family the best. Really apologize for what happened uh, just over the past few years for that guy. Marquise Goodwin's been a stand-up human and teammate and just has been wonderful, so I only want the best things for him. Raheem Mostert was limited. Um, he's going to be just fine. He's probably going to be the backup running back behind Tevin Coleman. Now, Matt Breed whose ankle issue has happened over and over again. He was limited today, which is great news. So, uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan said, which you have to take with a grain of salt, Brita wanted to go back in, and if it was a playoff game or a closer game, we would have stepped in. Um, but, you know, there's a chance Brita's going to play on Thursday. So uh, different stuff to look forward to for sure. Now, as far as the big three guys, Staley, McGlinchey, Juice, I think Staley returns this week. I really, really do, and it's right in time because he's going to be going against one of the other Defensive Player of the Year candidates. Um, y you've got to say what Chandler Jones has been amazing. Um, he, he's played wonderful. Uh, he's, I think he's got eight or nine sacks. Uh, he's up there big time. So we need somebody to go against him. And is that going to determine the outcome of the game? Absolutely not. We continue to run the ball with backup tackles, um, not even backup tackles, third and four string tackles. Uh, but uh, pretty excited to get him back. Once we get him back, we'll move school over to the right side. Daniel Brunskill will be the swing tackle. And so we're going to we're gonna see what's up with that. So uh, hopefully we get Staley back this week. And then McGlinchey and Juice, uh, probably two to three weeks out on both those guys. Okay. Um, all right. What's Kyle and Sala going to do about Witherspoon and Mosley? That's got to be a tough decision. I think that we've seen this precedent set already with, uh, the coaching staff. Uh, we saw it with DJ Jones. So DJ Jones had a rough game, gets injured, since out. Um, Solomon Thomas comes in, gets the start. Once DJ Jones came back and was healthy and was able to practice fully, he got the start right off the bat. Um, they seem to want to maintain continuity. Now, Solomon Thomas did get more snaps this week than we expected. We'll talk about that tomorrow. But 
I, Witherspoon's going to be the guy. So once he comes back, he is going to be the starter. Now, worst case, I don't even think worst case, uh, best case for Mosley is they will rotate some series, maybe two series for Witherspoon, one for Mosley, just trying to keep everybody safe. But usually in the secondary, Sala likes to keep his secondary out there without changing him around. It's a possibility Mosley's definitely um, earned some playing time. You could argue he played better than Witherspoon, which is crazy because Witherspoon was a top five corner before he got injured. Mosley has been playing that well. I think he's given up like two catches in three games, and he's guarded people like Odell Beckham Jr. and DJ Moore, like <laughs> Terry McLaurin. Like he's been playing against some of the better players in the NFL and just shutting everybody out. Um, so anyway, it's 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 what it is. But I do think that Witherspoon's going to be the guy there. Um, anyway, <laughs> Derek, yeah. Congrats to you, Derek. Nice day to have Tevin Coleman on my fantasy football team, along with the Niners uh, defense, Kittle, Sanders, and Gold. Man, it, nice to be a Niners homer. You're not, you're not lying. And you know, we go back to those stats with how many points the 49ers are putting up. We're third in the NFL in points scored. That is going to translate well to fantasy. So, congratulations on that one, man. Uh, a couple more questions before I jump back into top five and bottom five. Hey. Um, appreciate you for your service. I'm seeing a lot of different comments in here. And here's the deal. We've got a thing working on right now with the NinersRush.com where one of our writers is going to be bringing up um, basically an international type support system for Niners fans. I cannot tell you how many comments I get, and I freaking love them, whether it's DM messages on Twitter or emails or whatever. Hey, John, I'm a huge fan from Sweden. Hey, John, I'm a huge fan from Australia. Uh, love the 49ers. I wake up and I have to listen at 2 in the morning because of the time change, and so I get to listen to your podcast to catch it. Like, it's amazing. The 49ers faithful is special. Um, there's a lot of fan bases out there that have huge support. I'm not trying to say we're, we're special in that regard, but there's something different. Uh, faithful is what we are. Uh, are there going to be new bandwagon fans and all this kind of? Yes, it's what goes with the territory, and you got to be happy for that. Don't be the one that's putting down new fans. Bring them in and teach them what it means to be a 49ers fan and why we are different than Patriots fans, why we are different than Seahawks fans. And the difference is this: one, we're a family; two, we don't go anywhere when things go bad. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I don't want to jump too much into other people, but thank you so much for your service. Um, Sergio, appreciate it. All you people that uh, – anybody that served in any capacity, just want to say really do appreciate it. Um, awesome. Absolutely awesome. Batman, yes or no? Uh, for those of you that listened live, um, we're going to be going live on Halloween. And so I got a Batman costume. It might make an appearance. I don't think I can do the full two-and-a-half-hour broadcast, which is happening, by the way, this week. More details coming soon. Um, um, hey, what's up, BD Peacock? Appreciate it. Like the backdrop. Big fan. Um, Want to give a shout out to. I've been a guest on his show as well. Locked on 49ers. If you're looking for great 49ers content, make sure you check out Locked on 49ers. He does a hell of a job. I listen daily over there as well. Uh, we've got a lot of different people that put up some great content. And BD Peacock jumping in the comments. Much appreciated, sir. So uh, anyway, Batman is going to be making an appearance. Hopefully, I'll have the costume set up. Uh, but I don't think I could go for the full two and a half hour broadcast, breaking down the game, and then the reaction show might be a little much. But um, uh, details to be out very, very soon. Hopefully, later tonight. Meeting with the executives today. 
to finish everything up and get the codes ready and all that stuff. So uh, stay ten- stay tuned. Here's where it's going to be. Uh, on my Twitter feed, JL underscore Chapman is where it's going to be announced with all the information. I'll update you on the podcast tomorrow with final details. You'll be good to go. Um, so here we go. A couple other things, just more questions. Do you think Beathard is being shopped before the deadline 100%? The rumors out there for CJ are a six-round pick. Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch are not budging on their price. They want it to be higher. Uh, will they get that? I don't know. Personally, what I would like to do in a dream situation is package C.J. Beathard in a fifth and try to get a fourth or a third bumped up. Uh, the third is dream world. That would be amazing. But C.J. and perhaps two fifths for a third round pick, something like that. Uh, I think that's kind of what it's going to have to be. Wouldn't be shocked either if a wide receiver was shopped. You know, there were the rumors about Marquise Goodwin, but I could see some of the younger guys being shopped in that as well. Uh, because again, we're getting two more guys back that are going to be on top of the depth chart whenever they come back, and Trent Taylor and Jalen Hurd. I, I think those guys are going to play a role. So what do you do with guys like Richie James, Kendrick Bourne, uh, Marquise Goodwin, uh, guys like that? I wouldn't be shocked. And also defensive line. So curious to see what's going to happen there. Now, let's jump over now to grades. Everybody likes grades or hates grades. You're somewhere in between. These are pro football focus numbers. They just came out about an hour and a half ago. Let's talk about the top five and bottom five offensive players against the the Panthers. It's just one game in particular, okay? No shocker, George Kittle, number one overall player, 92.7. He has been the number one player in four out of seven games for the 49ers, continues to be the highest rated player in the entire NFL on Pro Football Focus. He is unbelievable. And if you didn't get that damn touchdown called back, thank you, Steve. Um, So frustrating. (laughs) This guy deserves more touchdowns, and I think um, he's not getting the respect he deserves. Uh, It's only a matter of time. But anyway, Lakin Tomlinson comes in number two. What's up with a 90.4? He had a hell of a game. He really, really did. Played all 66 snaps on the offensive side, and just he was great in the run game. And we'll get into the running angles and the holes that they hit. We ran the ball 12 times uh, through each A-gap. We just ran the ball up the middle. You go back and you look at those highlights on the running game. They're just straight up the middle. And a lot of those have to do with Lakin Tomlinson, who played great. The third best player on offense, Tevin Coleman, with the 79.0 grade. Played wonderful. Could His score should have been higher, but um, he didn't do very well in the passing game on his routes, and he gave up a couple blocks uh, whenever he was run blocking on the end of rounds and sweeps and all that kind of stuff. Mike Person, uh, Pearson got a 73.7, and Ben Gardland, who came in for 10 snaps at the end, got a 72.1. We are developing depth across the offensive line. Can you believe that? Man, who would have guessed that would be a thing? Jimmy Garoppolo came in 7th with a 70.9. That interception was huge. Now let's go to the other side. A lot of these players that perhaps did bad or poorly – They got bad grades, and perhaps rightfully so, but notice the grades. The grades are inching up from the bottom, okay? The percentages, if you pay attention to the show week in and week out, what we're starting to see is the bottom's being pulled up, and so everything is stepping up, which is great news. Uh, Worst-rated player, Matt Breida, comes in with a 49.1 grade, which again, 49.1's not good. 
but the fact that was our worst player on offense should tell you something. Jeff Wilson Jr., second worst, even though he only got three total snaps with a 51.1. Richie James got 15 snaps at the wide receiver position, so he saw an uptick there. He didn't really make it translate. 55 grade. Roz Dwelly, 34 snaps, his most snaps that he's had this year. 55 grade. And Dante Pettis, yikes. Um, he His snaps went down. We wanted to know where those snaps would go for Emmanuel Sanders, right? Well, Emmanuel Sanders leads all the wide receivers in snaps with 53 out of 66. After that, Debo Samuel, 45. Um, then Kendrick Bourne, then Dante Pettis. So uh, Pettis lost some snaps, and I, I think that's going to kind of be this where you want him. You want him in that 20 to 30 snap range. Uh, that's appropriate for where he should be. Um, so it, a lot to take away from there, but... Here's the thing. You put up 50 points. This is the most points in over 20 years that the 49ers have scored. Uh, this is huge. This is huge. This is absolutely huge. And so whenever you see these players that are doing what they're doing, you have to step back and say, why is all of this success happening? It's happening up front. It's, it's happening with the scheme and the headset. And this team is special. Okay. Um, let's see here. We got a question here from Nick. Niners had a losing record versus the Panthers. Can we also change our losing history versus the Cardinals on Thursday? Man, you got to think it's trending in that direction. And Vegas, oh my goodness. <laughs> Vegas seems to think so as well, Nick. And I do as well. So um, let's jump over now to our sponsor. This is a great segue. Thanks, Nick. He's might as well be the producer of the show. He does a hell of a job uh, with questions. Really appreciate it. The Vegas lines for mybookie.ag are sponsors. Use promo code 49ers if you want to double your initial deposit. You should have already opened up an account with them. If you haven't, go do that now. You want to support the podcast, go have some fun. Bet a dollar a game and have some fun with us because we've been doing well. Last week was rough, our worst week as far as betting goes all year. But that's okay. Uh, we've still posted a profit even during the bye week. Um, we have won seven weeks, and we've lost one. So take that for what you want. We're going to make some more money this week with our Bets of the Week episode on Wednesday. Now, the San Francisco 49ers are giving up 10 points. So we are minus 10 as far as the spread. The over-under is 44. So it's immediately I went and checked a lot of the Vegas lines that were up with Caesars, and we were 7.5. We were giving up 7.5 points until the game ended. Now it's at 10. I don't think it's done. There's still a few different sites. My bookie is the lowest, okay? So my bookie has, has us at negative 10. There's some sites that are negative 11, uh, negative 10.5 points. So if you're wanting to bet, this line's not staying. I told you that last week, and it didn't. It's going to move further. It's not going to stay at negative 10 points. It's going to go to negative 11. And I don't want to get into too much of a scouting report episode. That's Wednesday about the Cardinals. But they're struggling. <laughs> they lost three running backs this week. They lost David Johnson. He's not going to be playing against the 49ers. Chase Edmonds got hurt with a hamstring. DJ Foster got put on IR, their third string. They just traded, and which was a pretty dumb trade, to get Kenyon Drake from Miami. He's going to be starting against us on Thursday with two days to practice. Now, the running back position, you can figure that out relatively well. Probably one of the easier playbooks to learn. But, man, I'm seeing this 10-point swing. I'm not scared of it. 
I really, really not scared of it. You want to bet the money line? It's minus four fifty. Uh, that means the 49ers just went straight up, uh, which yeah, that, it's it's <laughs> it's a big bet. Uh, it's a it's a big pool that they're taking from you, but th- that is there. So uh, we'll have to see what happens. But we will have some more bets of the week coming up. So please do not uh, make sure that you listen to the future episodes because we're going to be breaking that down for you guys. Uh, really, really excited about this game. Uh, beyond winnable game. 8-0 is right there in the horizon. You just got to go get it. You got to go get it. Um, let's see here. Uh, any guess how many games before Sanders will know our full playbook and start being used to his full potential? He got 50-plus snaps last week, and he looked great, but I think you're right. You're looking two to three weeks out. So once we get into you know past the halfway stage of November, I think the second time that we play – um, the Cardinals. I, I think that's when we're going to be ready. So again, if you look at just what our schedule is, right? We have the Cardinals this Thursday, and then we have the mini bye week and play Monday night against the Seahawks, where we're going to have eleven days between this next game against the Cardinals on Halloween, and then we don't play until November eleventh against the Seahawks. Then we play November seventeenth against the Cardinals again. So Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals, three division opponents. And here's what's special. When teams get this huge lead, right, we're 7-0, and the idea of trap games and losing to these lesser opponents, hell no, because here's why. We've played one division opponent so far. Every single team in the NFL's chief goal is to win your division. So if these were games where we were going to start getting full of ourselves and start being like, hey, um, you know, maybe we're special, hell no. We have three straight division opponents. So the Cardinals are on there twice. doesn't matter. Um, this is huge. This is key time. So super, super excited about what's coming up. And I, I do think that, you know, that second game against the Cardinals, that's when Emmanuel Sanders will be full swing. He, he probably won't be full swing until next year, but it takes a while. The good thing is about a veteran is he's been in the system. He understands he's played for a lot of different things. So in his work ethic, we've seen what's happened. I mean, instant translation to that first series where he got an awesome first down and a touchdown off a tip pass. So it, it, we're going to see what happens there. Uh, next question right here. When Trent Taylor returns, who will take a back seat? If we just look at the snaps, okay, if we just look at the snaps from the wide receiver position, uh, so again, out of 66 total snaps, Emmanuel Sanders, his snaps at 53, they might go up. (laughs) They're not changing. Debo Samuel does not play that position. He got 45 out of 66. That stays the same. I think what you would like to see is for Trent Taylor to be that next cut right there. Kendrick Bourne got 30. Dante Pettis got 20. Richie James got 15. I think you want to see Trent Taylor in that 30 to 35 range, especially on third down. Um, You could move Emmanuel Sanders outside, which he played both inside and outside. So if you get that... I think you'd be really happy with what's going on. So I I think that kind of answers your question. Debo shouldn't lose snaps. Emmanuel Sanders shouldn't lose snaps. Um, That's what it is. Ooh, this is a fun trade question from Jimmy. His initials are Jimmy G. I I hope you are handsome as well, Jimmy. Uh, Taylor Gabriel for C.J. Beathard. Yeah, I'd do that trade in a second. Um, Taylor Gabriel, the shifty... Kind of wide receiver, very similar. Be very pro Kyle Shanahan guy. Don't know if he's ever played in a Kyle Shanahan system, which is problematic, but I'd take pretty much anything for C.J. Beathard, uh, to be honest with you. I I like C.J. a lot. I just don't think that we need him. Um, It's what it is. 
Uh, all right, couple other questions before we jump off real quick. Um, do you see this as a trap game? Yeah, we kind of answered that one. I don't think so because it's a divisional game. We've only played one divisional game. And so because of that, it's going to be really hard to take this one lightly. And the Cardinals, you can say whatever you want about the Cardinals. You know, they're not a great football team, but they're very, very unique. Um, they throw the ball like crazy. They are 3-4-1, and one, but they have played some good teams close. Um, you know, they got the tie against the... Detroit Lions, they're a decent team. And again, don't want to get too much into specifics with them, but outside of injuries, they do a lot of crazy stuff. They don't have any turnovers. They lead the NFL in the fewest turnovers um, that they've turned. They, they don't turn the ball over. So there's some things that can happen here, but they have not played anybody that has a strong defense like us. They did play Carolina, but they got beat. They played the Seattle Seahawks, but they got beat pretty good. After that, they played no tough defenses. Um, so I really do think that great things are ahead. What happened on the extra point kick? Yeah, he just bobbled the snap. It wasn't a great snap, but um, Mike Wisnowski bobbled it. I'll throw a clip of it up once they release all of the um, – What's it called? The end zone camera film and all that stuff. So anyway, guys, there's a lot of great stuff going on. And I do want to give a shout out just to a lot of people that have showed up on my Patreon. Again, the paywall stuff is a bummer. And, and I hate it so much. I, I really, really do. But here's the deal. If you head over to NinersRush.com, which somebody also asked me, hey, how do I get a hold of those T-shirts that you wear sometimes? Here's the easiest way. You go to NinersRush.com, and once you are there, you click on gear, and it's going to take you to a site that has all of the different logos and different shirts. You can customize them for your daughter, your son, wife, whatever you want, whatever. If they do listen to the show, uh, there's got to be something wrong with them, a bunch of weirdos. But uh, that's there for you as well. And also the My Patreon account, which is just 8 bucks a month, the Frank Gore tier. And what this does is money comes into the podcast for app development, different stuff like that. And you get an extra video podcast or two a week. I've already put one of a quick one up. But uh, I do just want to say lots of people are heading over there and supporting the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Again, go to NinersRush.com. Just click the Patreon link on the right side. That is there for you. But uh, I know this is a quick one. We're going to have another one tomorrow talking about the defense and hopefully a trade or two. And trade deadline is tomorrow, Tuesday. I do expect the 49ers to make some kind of move. We got to recoup some of those picks. I hope that they make something happen. I don't think uh, we're going to be any more on the buying end. I know there's still some AJ Green truthers out there, but that's going to cost a first round pick and then some. So I don't expect it to happen. C.J. Beathard is definitely the most likely choice. But uh, we will be back probably pretty close to the same time tomorrow with some more stuff. But really do appreciate it, guys. Have a great rest of your day. And as always, stay strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts 
to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.